Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm Joe Melendrez and I'm so thankful you're tuned in. Y'all, it's a new day full of new opportunities and new possibilities. With God, anything is possible. I got even more good news. God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? I want to encourage you right now to lock in and continue on the mission that God has you on right now. Hey, question, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? It's important that during this interesting season of life that we have something to look forward to. Every day I write down in my journal three things I'm grateful for and three things that I'm excited about. Well, I'm excited about today's episode. In fact, I think it's going to be awesome. Our theme is follow Jesus. What does that look like? How do you lead people and win people for Jesus? You know, how do you stand up for your faith, even when it's not easy. We're hopefully going to cover all of that in today's episode. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to hit that subscribe button for weekly inspiration and more mission-driven podcasts. And if you're listening via any podcast platform, also feel free to subscribe. And thanks so much for tuning in. So check this out. I got a new ministry mobile phone. That's right. I'm calling it a mobile phone. I like it. The ministry, it's um, hit me on my ministry mobile. Um, I got this ministry mobile phone in order that I can use it to pray for people. So I've been asking people to reach out. I've been giving away free God swag. I've been trying to encourage other people, send out some inspiration weekly. So shoot me a text right now. I promise to respond. I'd love to connect with you. My ministry mobile phone is 1-818-423- 5804. I'll also drop it in the show description below. Okay, I'm going to hit you with a mission tip right now. That's right. I want to give you a dose of hope, a little bit of encouragement, some fuel for your mission. Today's mission tip is brought to you by March for the Martyrs. This is an event happening September 5th, 2020. Our mission-driven guest, Gia Chacon, will tell us all about it, but it's a march to stand in solidarity for all persecuted Christians. So powerful, and I'm honored actually to be part of the event. Feel free to check out ForTheMartyrs.com for more information. Okay, today's mission tip is sit in solitude. Yep. If you want to lead others to Christ, you have to lead yourself well. That means taking time out of each day to sit in solitude. Jesus did this on many occasions in scripture. He would go away and he would pray. He would create time and space for a direct connection with God. So we're very busy, but I want to encourage you to remove all distractions, remove all technology and spend some time, schedule it in if you have to with God. This means if you have to go out and sit in your car, in your driveway to have some time with God, you got to do it. I want to encourage you today to sit in solitude. All right, we got a great episode lined up for you. Next up is Word of the Day with my wife, Noelle Melendrez, followed by our mission 
driven guest Gia Chacon and a break it down with one of my tracks from the Kingdom Come album. It's a throwback. So keep it locked right here on the Mission Driven Podcast, episode 21. Follow Jesus. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. This is Word of the Day with my wife, Noel Melendrez. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm feeling blessed. I'm so thankful to break open God's Word with you. We love to do this. We do. I mean, to talk, I could talk forever about God's word. I love diving into scripture. You got, you got to dive in. You got to go deep. You got to get in the word. We're doing that today. We're focusing in John chapter 10, verse 27. Noel, take it away. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus has got some, some major lines and that was one of them. Um, we're going to be breaking this down via the SOAP method, stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. It's a way to kind of break down God's word and really read and open up the scriptures, which is awesome. So uh, I'll jump in with observation. Uh, for me, I said, we must be obedient and confident that God knows us and he wants us to follow him. Uh, so that's what I, I gained from this simple yet powerful line in scripture. How about you? Just two big things, mm -hmm. listening mm -hmm. and following. Mm. Listen, follow. And that God really knows us, mm. knows who we are. Yeah, so good. So simple. But yeah, it's like, man, I can really chew on that for a while. I can meditate on that for a while. Moving on to application. How does this apply to our life right now? Um, I said, I need to listen to God's voice, even when it's not easy um, or convenient. He knows me more than anybody else. He knows me better. Um, and he will lead me to where I should go, what I should and shouldn't do. Um, and I just, I need to follow him at all times, period. Like regardless, I just, it's a must. Right. It's like you have to listen to know where to go. Yeah. What were some of your uh, applications? Um, I said listening kind of came later in my faith journey. Mm. Um, it's become, now it's become the most life-giving part um, because when I began to study my Bible, not just like read it, yeah, but really study it, it yeah. changed my life. Yeah. And God spoke to me in, in such a deep, profound way and he continues to speak to me yeah. through his word to the point where when I'm not in the word and I'm not studying his word, yeah. I feel different. Yeah. It's like not being able to It's missing hear. like a meal. Yeah. It's like you're not hearing from the most important person in your life. Right. Really. Wow. Beautiful. Um, and you know, that's where God speaks. He speaks in his word. And you know, if we really want to know Christ, if we really want to know what God wants for us. We need to listen. And then when we read his word and we really understand it, mm -hmm. then we, you know, and then you have to follow there. It requires yeah. a, a response too. it's not yeah. just hearing it, but it's also responding and following just like, you know, that's what Christ wants from us. It's not just faith. It like he invites us, but there's a call to action. Yeah. There's a response required of us. And that's, putting our faith in him and following him. Yes. So good. Uh, the listening, I feel like I need to work on that in general, yeah, <laughs> but especially like with God. Improve that. Yeah. Area. Everybody probably, you know, we've been watching, um, 
the TV series called The Chosen, which is a, a series on Jesus' life. Love it. But, you know, he, he calls these different disciples and they, he just says, follow me. And they don't know what's going to happen, where they're going to go, where they're going to sleep, what they're going to do. But they just follow him. And I think we need to do the same because we don't know where God's going to lead us, what he's going to uh, what's going to show up, what, what, what new opportunities are, he's going to present for us. But we just have to say yes and follow him. And, and that's what they did. And, uh, you know, 2000 plus years later, here we are. Um, so we just got to continue to follow Jesus. All right. And listening is such a, I mean, I think we're always trying to fill the space, mm-hmm. right? No dead air. We, yeah. We don't like silence. We mm-hmm. try to fill up every minute every of every day. Like yep. we, when it's quiet, you know, somewhere everybody picks up their phone. Right. You know, and it's like we we have to practice that. Yes. You have to practice listening. It's like totally a discipline, and that's just something that I've really challenged myself to do in the more recent times is to really listen. Yeah. Amen. You know. Um, if you're, you're listening closely, you might hear some baby noises. Baby Anthony is in the building right now. Uh, he's producing the show, actually. Thanks, Anthony. Um, we're going to conclude with prayer, and we're so grateful um, for all life. Anthony, thank, thanks for joining us. Um, and uh, you know, we just want to follow Jesus. We want the world to follow Jesus. Uh, so let's pray. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we just, we just grab onto you today. We reach out. Um, we cling to you during uncertain times, Lord. We ask that um, your word may be something that will light the way for us every single day. It says in scripture, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we need that light right now, Jesus. We want to follow you. We want to trust you more. And Lord, we're saying yes to everything that you have lined up for us. The things that we know, the things that we don't know. We are, we're willing and we want to follow you, Jesus. Anything Noel would like to add? Lord, just help us grow in the area of being a good listener. Yes, God. So that we can hear you and know what you want for our lives. Mm. May we surrender that and we pray that our pride doesn't get in the way, but instead that we can humble ourselves, really listen to you and to know where you want us to go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was word of the day. John 10, 27. Let's follow Jesus on the Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Get some Lysol. Come on. (laughs) Today's Mission Driven guest is a humanitarian, a motivational speaker, and a pro-life director of Bienvenido U.S., She first began her humanitarian efforts in 2017 and since has traveled to Central America, East Africa, and all throughout the Middle East. She has a heart to stop Christian persecution and make a positive impact on the lives of the suffering faithful. This led her to found For the Martyrs, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that seeks to raise awareness about Christian persecution advocate for religious freedom, and provide aid to the suffering Christians across the globe. She has a unique calling from God, and today 
We're going to learn all about it. Please give a big mission driven welcome to Gia Chacon. Welcome to the program on the Mission Driven Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. There's nothing I love more than people that are mission driven and yeah. the more that we can talk about and inspire people to live their God-given callings, the more uh, the world will be a better place. So thank you for having me on and thank you for giving a platform to the plight of the persecuted Christians. I'm so grateful. Amazing. You know, you have a real unique calling. I feel I was doing a little bit of research before this interview and uh, this this event that you're putting on, March for the Martyrs, is the the first big march for Christian martyrs. Is that correct? It's correct. We're the first march in United States history to stand in solidarity with the persecuted Christians around the world. You know, Christian persecution has risen over 20% in just two years, and Christians are the most persecuted religious group. But uh, despite this growing crisis, this issue is widely ignored by the media, and it's often overlooked within our communities of faith. So we're on a mission to not only raise awareness about the crisis of Christian persecution, stand in solidarity and be the voice of the suffering faithful, but also to unify the body of Christ around this issue yes. and pray for our brothers and sisters that are suffering in these nations. So powerful. Yeah. The education is huge here because if you don't know, you can't stand up for it. You can't fight for it. You know? So what you're doing here is you're raising that awareness. Well, let's flash back. Let's flash back to your faith journey. Like I want to know uh, what kind of sparked this, this interest in this field. Um, what was your upbringing like? Just tell us a little bit about, about yourself and your faith journey. Well, I was raised in a very devout Christian household. My mother is a woman of faith. My grandmother is a woman of faith. And um, I was raised in an environment that really fostered a personal relationship and emphasized a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. So from a young age, um, I developed a relationship with the Lord. I knew that um, I was called to something greater but I wasn't sure what it was. And of course, you know, when you're young, your relationship with Christ, if your family puts an emphasis on it, naturally you're, um, you emphasize or you uh, prioritize your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. But as I got older and um, throughout my high school years and even onto early college years or my early adult life, um, I really started prioritizing my social life and mm-hmm. my career mm-hmm. and everything else under the sun besides my relationship with the Lord. Mm. So I like to say that I had a balancing act. I had yeah. one foot in the world and the other foot planted in my faith. But as time went on, yeah. the foot that was planted in the world became a ball and chain, pulling me deeper mm. into heartache and compromise. Mm. And it was actually in 2017, I said the simple prayer because long story, testimony, God worked on my life, you know, and God revealed things about myself Mm. um, and who I am without him in my life. Right. And, um, basically one day I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize the person looking back at me. And I said the simple prayer. And I said, Lord, I know that anyone who is in you is a new creation. And I want that in my own life. And overnight he wrecked my life. I like to say, but it was for the best, right? He came into my life. He turned it upside down. Um, but it was so much better. So in about a week span in about a week span, um, I quit my job. I, uh, stopped hanging out with all of the friends that I was hanging out with because I knew God was doing something in my life. And I called my grandmother who has a nonprofit organization that brings international crisis relief. I called her and I said, do you have any trips coming up? I just kind of want to get away and, um, you know, have a little retreat and kind of check back to see what my next step is. 
And the next trip that she had coming up was to Egypt. And so two weeks later, I'm in Egypt and it was actually in Cairo and in Armenia, experiencing the faith of the persecuted Christians for the first time in my life, realizing that there are people, not just older people, but young people, people my age that were willing to risk everything for the sake of the gospel, praying with them, hearing their stories deeply resonated with me. So so, set that scene up, like, sorry to interrupt, but like, so you go, you go to Egypt, many of us have never been, you know, what was, what was the environment like? Where did you, where were the persecuted Christians? Like, were they, were they worshiping like outside? Were they in church? What was that? What did that look like? Well, Egypt is one of the more free um, Middle Eastern countries. So although it's more Westernized than other places, um, like Iran, for example, Egypt is more Westernized. There's more freedom for Christians in Egypt. There still is a heavy hand of Islamic extremism. So in many cases, Christians are seen as second-class citizens. Mm. And actually, the year before that we traveled to Egypt, or I traveled to Egypt, I should say, there was a bomb that went off in a bus of Christians that were on their way to retreat. So this is common in Egypt of worshipers leaving mass or leaving church, being gunned down. Um, And not only is there violence in the Middle East against Christians, but there's also systematic oppressions where where uh, Christians are seen as second-class citizens. So while we were there, we um, were in a retreat out in the desert. So kind of cut off from the central, um, you know, main hub of Egypt. But it was really hearing their stories, hearing that a bus had blown up just, you know, a year before that Christians are willing to go to church and they don't know if Mm. someone's going to shoot them when they come out of mass or they don't know what's going to happen to them, but they're still willing to serve Christ. That deeply resonated with me. Yeah. Were there people like, you know, you heard stories, you interacted. I'm sure you learned a lot on that first trip. Um, But was there a specific moment or somebody that told you something? You're like, wow, I need to start paying attention to this. It was the young people. And when I say young people, I sound, you know, kind of old, but it was like meeting people that are just like me in every aspect of their life being that, you know, there were, you know, 19, 20 years old, they had, you know, school, other social life, things like that. But it was hearing them and the way they spoke about Christ, the way that they said, they admitted, sometimes we don't know if we're going to die if we go to mass. We don't know what's going to happen, but there's nothing that's not worth serving Christ. There's nothing that I wouldn't do. There's nothing that I wouldn't lay down for the sake of the gospel. And hearing people my age Mm -hmm. talk about faith like that was something that I had never experienced in the Wow. The conviction, you know, uh, Romans, uh, one, one, six, it's like, we need to be unashamed of the gospel. It's, it's the good news. It's the power of salvation for everyone. That's, that's what you were describing. And, and I think that can encourage all believers to say, Hey, no, I'm going to not only talk about my faith, I'm going to live my faith. I'm going to be unashamed, but I'm going to stand up for my faith at times, which that's super, super powerful. So you, you go to Egypt 2017, um, what had the, have the last three years looked like? What has God done in your life in the past three years? Cause I think he's been doing a lot. He's been working in my life and, um, I made the decision. I always say it was a big decision in a small moment in mm. Egypt. I knew that the rest of my life, I wanted to devote to the service wow. of the Lord. I knew that when I came back to Orange County, which is where I'm from, that I was not going to be the same person. Uh. And I had to make a lot of changes in the beginning, which I think we realized that when Jesus says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and deny yourself. He's saying, 
not to deny who he created you to be, not right. to deny who you really are, mm -hmm. but deny the things in your life that are not of him, Yes, your sin, your selfishness. So there was a period of time where I was removing those areas of my yeah. life that weren't of Christ. Um, and gradually continuing to work with my grandmother's organization, I have had the privilege of traveling throughout the Middle East, as you mentioned, and being able to sit down with refugees of war and persecution, mm -hmm. specifically the Iraqi and Syrian refugees, holding them in my arms, being able to pray with them yeah. um, and travel around the world, bringing the love of God and humanitarian aid has uh, just radically changed my life and changed my perception of the way that God loves yeah. and the way that he loves people. So through that experience led to um, in the founding of my own organization for the martyrs. Wow. So when did found for the martyrs actually begin? So it began last year. And in the meantime, as we mentioned, I've been, um, you know, speaking at different events and just encouraging the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I should mention uh, my social media, genuinely Gia started as a fruit of the life-changing experience that I had, mm. that I was so hungry for identity and mm. purpose, but yeah. I didn't know that that identity and purpose could only be found in Christ. Yes. And after Egypt, and I made that decision, I came home and I thought there must be someone else out there who feels like I did. Maybe they had everything from the outside looking in, but they were lacking that identity. And so I've uh, created a social media page, Genuinely Gia, just to encourage the culture, encourage people my age and encourage, you know, you know even the next generation that there's um, nothing more satisfying. There's nothing more fulfilling than giving your life to Christ. So I've um, been speaking in the meantime, um, doing a lot of work for pro-life advocacy and defending human dignity. And really, um, it was really natural for me to transition into this nonprofit, having working worked with my grandmother's organization and other pro-life groups. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about how you completely kind of switched careers, maybe friends you stopped hanging out with, you, you kind of started this new path. That's like a big change, a big transition, a big shift in your life. And sometimes it's definitely hard to do that stuff alone. Do you have like, you know, a team, you, these are your top five people. These are people who've been in your corner um, since you had that, that defining moment in your life. Um, who's been accompanying you on your faith journey besides your grandma? Yeah. Yeah. My mom is my number one person. And um, it's interesting in my family, I'm really blessed to come, like I said, from a family of faith and mm. especially my mother. But when I came back from Egypt, that's like, from Egypt is when everything changed. Right. Yeah. So when I came back and I told her, mom, I gave my life to the Lord. She wow. was, I mean, she was excited, but she knew it was going to take some work because she knew who I was. Before, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh -huh. she, um, she just started praying with me and we started going to daily mass and, uh, she was really my advocate, especially in those hard moments where you do, I made the decision to remove myself from my friends. And that's hard because I loved my friends. I yeah. loved my social life. Yeah. And, um, my mom became outside of the Lord, right? My mom became my advocate and my best friend and that person who was my support system and uh, encouraged me to not stop on the road that God was calling me to. Incredible. Incredible. And now um, I know that you're, you're good friends with two Catholic dudes. Any other uh, strong, faithful uh, people that, uh, that you connect with on a regular basis? Um, connect with on a regular basis. Yeah. Two Catholic dudes, especially Ryan. He's so awesome. And then the founder of Catholic connect, Richie Orozco, he's yeah. my, probably my best friend, definitely my best friend, um, has helped a lot with for the martyrs. And yeah. I would say other people that inspire me continually is Claire Couche. She's the, um, 
person or the beautiful woman behind finding Philothea, who's amazing. And also Leah Darrow is such a powerhouse. Anytime she puts anything out, it's so encouraging. And I had the privilege of being a part of her Lex Summit earlier this summer. So um, we are, we're so blessed in the Catholic community to have so many good people, um, especially that are just on the same mission, kingdom minded, like we are. Yes. Yeah. Kingdom minded. That's what we we got to continue to build. And something I learned today is, you know, when you feel like giving up, that's when you must keep going. And have there been times, you know, um, we're going to talk a bit more about March for the Martyrs, but, you know, from from the conception of this event, when God kind of gave you this vision um, to start for the Martyrs and then to have a march, and have there been times when you felt like giving up, maybe um, in this situation with with for the March for the Martyrs or just in general um, since coming to God in such a big way? Well, absolutely. I think if we're speaking generally about um, our relationship and specifically in my own life, there's a perseverance that happens, right? We have to make the decision every single day in every single moment to choose Christ. And a lot of times, you know, it's easy, right? And are maybe sometimes the big decisions are sometimes easier, right? To make, to choose the Lord. But it's in those everyday small decisions that we have to persevere in our faith and we have to choose Jesus and choose the cross. Um, So there have been times, especially lonely times, you know, I'll be honest with you. There's been times where I'm like, wow, Lord, I feel like you really are my only friend, right? Mm, so mm. please bring some people into my life that yeah. are like-minded. And yeah. that was before I was connected to the people we were just speaking about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, God gives us the grace when we pray and we ask, he gives us the grace to overcome, uh, you know, any trial and any temptation that we're facing, specifically with For the Martyrs and March for the Martyrs. We've had a lot to overcome with the pandemic. And initially, our original date for the March for the Martyrs was May 9th. And of course, that was probably the height of this pandemic. And we knew, um, of course, for the safety of our participants and just for um, the integrity of our mission, we made the decision to postpone. Yeah. Now, when we made that decision, we had no idea that come September, we would still be battling this, right? right? We didn't know. Yeah. And a lot of, there was a lot of talk about, you know, things disappearing by the end of summer, but prayerfully, prayerfully, I asked God, should we continue? Should, is this September 5th date your will? And I really felt the Holy spirit encouraging us to push forward. So naturally we've had opposition from everything with the pandemic and Mm -hmm. having to flex and Mm -hmm. rearrange and keep safety as a priority. Um, but I think anytime when you're on a mission for God and God yeah. has called you to something, there's spiritual warfare that happens. So you have to um, be prepared to fight those battles spiritually. Amazing. Amazing. Um, you know, I was actually checking out uh, Sean, your keynote speaker. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Because he's kind of stirring up worship all over the country right now. And I was really inspired and moved by that. But I'm looking forward to, to hearing him. Sean is a powerhouse. So I want to share about how Sean became our keynote speaker because I was praying and everything with the March for the Martyrs has just been so by the grace of God. But I was praying and I asked God to lay it on my heart who should be our keynote. And I knew Sean a little bit just from uh, the fact that he was a Bethel music artist and I had heard about his travels um, to Iraq and with the refugees. Uh, But really, as this pandemic has really devastated a lot of communities of faith, not just Catholic communities, but, you know, all of our brothers and sisters that are Christian in the United States, 
Sean has taken up a position of leadership mm. and is just starting these let us worship rallies where we have had unfair restrictions on churches mm. uh, in different cities and with different mayors and governors. And Sean is just starting rallies, number one, to maintain an element of hope, mm. but also to spark revival, to, yeah. sp to spark the energy and uh, remove the apathy that may be in the body of Christ as a result of the pandemic right now. So he's incredible. He's been to the underground church in North Korea. He's wow. been 10 kilometers away from ISIS working with the uh, refugees and just mission driven, Holy yeah. spirit driven, incredible powerhouse. Incredible. You know, that's, that's the thing. Like we are under attack. If you, if you love God and you're serving God, you're under attack. It says in John 10, 10, um, a thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And in this season, if we don't guard our heart and guard our mind, we can easily go down. And uh, it's so important that we maintain that hope. And I think people are searching for it. They're looking for it. Um, I recently on Instagram been been taking prayer requests and hey, having people reach out, hey, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? And it's just amazing to see the outpouring of people that really need prayer, um, whether it's a job, someone's sick, um, their anxiety. It, it, right now, we need to pray more than ever. So um, I love that you went directly to God, go to God first and all, all that you do always. Um, but you say, Hey, is this what you want? Um, for September 5th and you got confirmation Let, let's proceed. I think, I think it's beautiful. And, um, you know, so give us the, the whole rundown of the event from start to finish what's going down. So we're going to be gathering at 3.30 at the Marina Green Park, which is a beautiful location in downtown Long Beach, right by the marina, as I mentioned. Um, and we're going to be rallying together. Father Simon Asaki is also going to be speaking, who's incredible. Um, we have Anthony Cabasa speaking. We're just going to get ready. We're going to pray together. We're going to get excited. We're going to... Um, prepare ourselves as we enter into this historic event, right? And with, you know, preparing our hearts and our minds and our spirit um, as we go forth and march. And we'll march through downtown Long Beach and, and at the reef on the water where our night of prayer will begin. And the goal and the mission of the night of prayer is not only to raise awareness about Christian persecution, uh, but it's really to unify the body of Christ on this issue. We have Christians from every denomination coming wow. together wow. to pray and to receive and to uh, really cry out to heaven for the sake of the persecuted. Now, I want to put this note in because the persecuted are so unified. And when you're being persecuted, they don't ask you what denomination you are. Mm. That's not a concept to them. You're per being persecuted. You're dying. You're laying your life down for the sake of the cross and for Jesus Christ. So here, our mission with the March for the Martyrs and the Night of Prayer is to unify the body of Christ in the yes. West yes. to pray for our brothers and si sisters who are suffering overseas. Incredible. Incredible. And you mentioned earlier revival. And 2020 has been an interesting year. We're in a season right now, but I still believe at the beginning of this year, I declared 2020, the year of believing. Okay. And I, I knew, I knew that there was stirring revival. I mean, Kanye West coming to Jesus, you know, it, I was like this, there's something happening right now. Um, I, I just, I could feel it. I've spoke to other speakers and performers and they kind of feel it too. And I, I, it's not over, you know? So, um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I believe that the world's going to know Jesus. It may be in 2020. Maybe this is the spark. Maybe this is the beginning. Um, but I think great things 
are to come. So how can people sign up for March for the Mars? They want to be a part of it. If you want to be a part of March for the Martyrs and you're able to join us in Long Beach, then you can register at uh, www.forthemartyrs.com. And you can find us on Instagram and on our social medias at March for the Martyrs. And we encourage you, even if you can't join us um, in Long Beach, we want you to be a part of this movement for the persecuted Christians. So connect with us on social media, share our posts, get the word out about Christian persecution, because the more people that know about the suffering of Christians, the more that can be done to aid the suffering faithful. Come on. So good. Such an awesome calling and mission that you have. Um, so thankful for your time here. What's one thing most people don't know about you? Uh, one thing most people don't know about me is that I have four sisters. Well, I guess general public or private life, I guess general public, I have four sisters and one brother. And even though I'm a total girly girl now, I guess you would say when I was younger, I used to want to be exactly like my brother. And I was a major tomboy. Yeah. I used to wear his clothes and like try to skateboard and stuff. And now it's totally opposite now, right? Like everything's pink in my life and in my but you can still skateboard. my office. Uh, probably. I mean, it's been a minute since I tried, but I probably could. Dude, bust out your board at the march. I want to see you <laughs> marching and, and riding. Um, awesome. If you could tell the world, you know, what you had, you had the whole world listening right now, you could have, you know, a couple sentences to tell them, what would you say? I would say that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I would say... If I had one sentence, I would say, Jesus Christ is Lord. If I had a few sentences, I would encourage people, implore people to reach out to God because mm. scripture tells us that the instant we reach out to the Lord, he comes to us. And even the catechism teaches us that when we reach out to Christ, there is no space. There is no time um, that Christ um, immediately, he sends us the Holy Spirit. So I would say, reach out to the Lord, let him fill your heart. Just try your life see what your life looks like with God. And I promise you, I promise you that there is nothing that will satisfy you the way that Jesus Christ satisfies you. Let's go. Let's go. I always say, you know, what do you got to lose? Give, give God a shot. Will you, you know, what do you, it's like, so, so, <laughs> totally. so, you, so you pray, so you hang out, um, with God for a bit. How bad can it be? You know, get, give, give him totally. a chance for goodness sake. That's awesome. What are some of your, uh, favorite scripture stories or a Bible story or scripture verse that, that you love? Um, stories. I love the story of Esther in the old Testament. Mm -hmm. I think, um, and really all of the women in the old Testament and in the new Testament too, but we just see some, I mean, major power women in the old Testament. And I'm continually encouraged by the story of Esther who, for anyone who's listening, who may not know the story of Esther, she was a girl who, um, was long story short, kidnapped, ended up being queen um, by divine providence. And she had a decision to make, was she going to remain in comfort and her Royal lifestyle while, um, the Jewish people were slaughtered or was she going to speak up and raise their, her voice on behalf of the people. And it was actually because of her bravery, her courage and her obedience to God that her people were saved and the genocide ended. So constantly encouraged by the story of Esther and, um, scripture. That's my favorite is first Timothy four twelve. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example to the believers in word, in charity, in truth, in spirit, in purity. And I would encourage all young people, um, don't wait. Don't wait to start your life. Don't mm. wait to start your calling. Don't think that, um, you know, in five years, I'm going to be a little bit more mature, have a little bit more yeah. experience or yeah. anything like that. God wants to use you right now 
where you are with the skills that you have or don't have. Allow the Holy Spirit to call you, to work through you and start living your calling now for Christ because God will do things that you never imagined in your life and through you. And he wants to use you. Let's go. I'm encouraged. I'm ready. I'm going to get out there right now. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm so pumped. So let's just, uh, let's just dream for a second. The first place you want to travel to when COVID-19 is over to do ministry, where are you going to go? Oh, to do ministry. I have a heart for Lebanon right now. And it's amazing because I've had a heart for Lebanon, even pre-COVID and um, pre-pandemic, the Lord started working on me about calling me to Lebanon. And then we heard about the Beirut blast that devastated um, the capital of Lebanon and the people there are suffering so much. So, so much. I know my next move is to Lebanon. So we're just praying it through and I'm waiting on God's perfect timing. Wow. Incredible. Well, Gia, uh, you have a unique calling. We're so thankful that you are staying mission driven. We're going to pray for you. Uh, I'm going to uh, put all your social media, uh, website, everything in the, in the comments below in the description. Um, so I got some fun, rapid fire questions for you. Um, so these are fun okay. questions. So the first thought that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions, um, okay. we're, we're, we'll <laughs> jump in. It just makes me nervous. I don't know why. We'll jump in some <laughs> rapid fire. Don't worry. Do you have anything else you want to add before we jump in rapid fire? Anything else? Like I, I do. Yeah, go for it. I have one note. I'm so excited and we are so excited that you are the opening musician at the night of prayer. We are so looking forward to it. Joe Melendrez. 5.30 p.m. at the Reef on the Water. Come We're on. looking forward to it. I know you're going to get the crowd hyped for Jesus, and I know that the Holy Spirit is going to start falling, so we're excited. Praise God. We're declaring healing over our world and an end to persecution and whatever else God wants to do. I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped. Amen. Awesome. Okay, rapid-fire questions with Gia right here on the Mission Driven Podcast. Favorite flavor, ice cream? Rocky Road. Favorite color? Purple. Musical artists you admire? Musical artists I admire. Um, I don't know. Could be anybody. Um, secular or, or anybody? Or Christian. Yeah, anybody. Okay. Um, I don't know why Adele is coming to my mind just because I feel like she's so raw emotionally. Yeah. Um, I know this is rapid fire, but if we're gonna do like Christian music, then I would say Kim Walker Smith. If you haven't heard her music. She is just so full of the Holy Spirit. So listen to Kim Walker Smith. She's amazing. Let's go. Uh, favorite movie ever? Signs by um, M. Night Shyamalan, which I know is an unpopular opinion, <laughs> but cool. I love that movie. Great. A book that you've read that's greatly impacted you? Um, it is called The Orthodox uh, Prayer Life or The Orthodox Way of Prayer. And it's by an Egyptian monk, Mata Almasgain radically changed my prayer life. I would recommend it to anybody who wants to deepen their relationship with Christ. It's a hard read, but it's a good read. And it's one that you'll continue to go back to. Awesome. Uh, favorite TV show. Oh, favorite TV show, full house. Probably love it. Have you watched, did you watch fuller house? I wasn't the same for me. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like the old school. Yeah. It, it's still fun though. My wife, like, yeah. anyhow. All right. Back to it. Um, what inspires you? Um, seeing people used by God, seeing, um, you know, the places that people are willing to go to serve the Lord and, um, just their bravery and courage continually inspires me people in our close circle. And, um, yeah, just the way that God is using people in this hour and in the body of Christ inspires me greatly. 
Love it. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? To fly. I'm always late. So I need, <laughs> I need that speedy skill to what's, fly there. Yeah. What's your favorite fruit? Strawberries. Life goal. Life goal to um, fulfill the call on my life um, that God has for me to be um, more like Christ in every way, especially with in my relationship with people um, to be an excellent mother one day, an excellent sister, and uh, just to radically love people the way Jesus did. And finish the sentence. Does, I should say. <laughs> finish the sentence. God is. Love. Amen. Amen. Well, round of applause, everybody. Put your hands up. Clap for Gia Chacon. <laughs> Thanks for being on the Mission Driven Podcast. And we want to, you know, encourage people to support For the Martyrs. And they can actually donate on your website. Is that correct? They can. And we don't just raise awareness about the suffering of Christian persecution or the uh, rise of Christian persecution, but we also provide aid to suffering Christians. So we have um, programs for orphans in Africa um, and also for refugees living in Jordan. So if you want to make an impact, a direct impact in the lives of the persecuted, you can uh, specifically donate toward those causes on our website for the martyrs.com. Let's go. All right, Gia. Well, looking forward to September 5th in Long Beach, March for the Mars. It's going down. Thank you so much for all that you do. We're praying for you. God bless you. Peace. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. It's going to be great. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. This is Break It Down. Was that not an awesome interview with Gia Chacon? What a gift. What a blessing, what a calling she has. And our theme today is follow Jesus. So I'm going to be breaking down a song for you called Follow Me. Uh, I wrote it back in 2013. But before I do that, I just want to share a a story uh, from this new TV series I've been watching. It's called The Chosen. Have you seen it? It's incredible. Over 51 million people have streamed it so far. It's, I believe, the best TV series on Jesus, period. But there's this scene where Simon is a fisherman, and this is uh, while Jesus is out recruiting, right? And Simon uh, is, is struggling with a, bit, a bunch of stuff, and and he sees Jesus, and he doesn't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. He just kind of, I don't think so. His brother does, but he doesn't. And so Jesus tells him to drop his net, okay? And he's like, listen, we've been, we've been fishing all night, it's not going to happen. He's like, okay, just drop your net. All of a sudden, there is so much fish that comes in his net. They can hardly have to have like three, four, five people lift all the fish, put it in the boat. Simon realizes that Jesus is the Messiah. He falls at Jesus' feet and he says, I'll do anything. What do you want me to do? You are truly the Messiah. What do you want me to do? And Jesus says two words, follow me. Wow. That's how, that's how, Jesus could have said, I want you to do this. I want you to do this next task, this follow me. Our mission today and always is to follow Jesus. Go make disciples of all nations. How do we do that? By following Jesus. So I want to encourage you today um, with this song. It's, it's actually, it's written, kind of has kind of a, a cool eerie beat. It features my friend Kaylee Firestone, but really like Jesus telling us it's from his perspective to follow me. He's inviting us right now to follow him. So hope you enjoy. Break it down. This is Follow Me featuring Kaylee Firestone. Let's go. 
Follow me, renounce all Everything you have, let it be You may suffer a loss, but I suffered the cross Now, everywhere you are, you will never be lost Uh, lay it down, death is all around If you live in me, you're alive right now Okay, do whatever it takes Even speak to the weak, reach them all with your faith Then become all things, by all means Even if it's just one, share blessing See, my grace is enough and above, you were bought for a price, one that no one can touch, I never said it'd be easy, believe me, don't leave me, the battle's been won, every morning and evening, you'll be hated for my name, second prison, but my name makes, freedom reign, freedom came, follow me, follow me, follow me, come and follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, come and follow me, follow me, What you can do So set the example Holy Spirit move Let no one despise you Even for your use Every gift you have Is meant to be used The Father sent me So I send you Now go and believe In faith achieve Welcome to the feast The table of plenty My flesh is true food My blood is true drink Everyone who eats Will receive me Do not despair But come prepared Continue in my kindness Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. I really hope you gained something from this episode. Special thank you to our Mission Driven guest, Gia Chacon. Please check out For the Martyrs to support her and her amazing ministry. Big shout out to my wife, Noel Melendrez, for word of the day, John 10, 27. Hey, if you have any questions, I would love for you to reach out to me directly my email is joe at joemelendres.com. You can go to my website, joemelendres.com forward slash podcast, or why don't you just text me on my ministry mobile? That's right, 818-423-5804. Also, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at joemelendres. And on YouTube, I release a new video once a week. Feel free to check it out and subscribe. If you like today's episode, 
can you share it with one, two, three, four people? That would be awesome. If you can rate and subscribe as well, comment. I just want to be engaged with you. It really helps so much to get the word out. So until next time, God loves you and stay mission driven. Peace.